So, how's your week been? Oh, it's been, it's been busy. It's been a great week. You know, that last weekend especially was just hectic, it felt like. Oh, man. You know, we recorded the podcast. We're like, huh, we don't know what's going to happen. You never and know. Then, bang. And then everything happened. Yes. <laughs> Finally. Finally. I mean, we've been waiting for, I mean, all winter long for something to happen. Honestly. You know? And, and you know what? It's all coming together. And here we are. And here we are. So... Welcome to the Small Small YouTube Channels Talk Podcast. I think this is episode 13, unlucky episode number wow, 13. that's crazy. Yeah. Funny that it's episode 13. 13, why is that funny? Because I'm so of the deal that I'm going to share with oh, everyone right, right, right. Third, Oh, yeah, <laughs> shoot, you're right. Okay, we'll talk about that after we roll the intro music. Warning, the following pre-recorded podcast will blow your mind. Broadcasting to Anchor, YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Recorded in Cole's parents' basement. This is Small Small YouTube Channels Talk. Welcome, Welcome back. Dude. I'm Cole. This is Jack. Yeah, you guys know us, hopefully, by the 13th episode. Come on. If you don't, Come it's on, you guys. pathetic. Honestly, you guys Honestly. make me sick. <laughs> sick. Absolutely sick. Just sickening. Okay, so I want you to tell me... So, like, whole story. All right. Beginning to end. All right, all right. So, as you guys know. Like, even the idea. Sure, sure. So, as you guys know, classic AV slogan. <laughs> as um, you guys know. <laughs> as you guys know, um, we run the late night show, Late Night Boom. Late Night Boom. Okay. Now, we've had two episodes that we put on YouTube, and it was a really fun time, right? Right. So, the idea dawned upon old Jack to, you know, what if this was on TV? Right. And I was like, you know, maybe this is possible. So I ventured over to KTTW, Fox KT, 7. Fox 7. Okay. KTTW, is that, what station is that? Uh, it's a Fox affiliate, um, Channel 7. Is that in Sioux Falls? Yeah, it's either 7 or 13, okay. something like that. Um, so, yeah. So I go in and I walk in front door and immediately there's this little old lady sitting there with a walker and I'm like, is it a receptionist or yeah yeah okay, and I'm okay. like okay, um, well uh, my name is Jack Unruh and I, I pitched her the idea and she's like, let me call up Scott instantly this guy comes charging forth from the back charging office he's like forth. yeah he's like hey son how are you and I was like oh I'm good how are you and so he took me back to his office and he's just the nicest guy ever. And I pitched him the idea for the show, and he's like, uh, well, you know what? This is totally doable. Totally doable. I was like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, we could get you guys, um, let's see, 13 weeks here of a show. And I was like. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, now, where would we be doing it? So we'd still be doing it in our classic spot. Okay. Okay. But all that would change is the format of the show, and we'd get sponsors, and we'd actually be making a lot of money off of this. Okay. So basically how the deal would go is we would make 13 episodes. 13 and they episodes. would air once for a week. For 13 weeks straight? For 13 weeks. Um, so we can film them whenever we want. Okay. We just have to have them ready for each week. Okay. okay. So – uh, so yeah, the guy said, uh, I mean, the deal would be, we'd have 13 episodes or 13 weeks straight, which is, it's the quarter four of the television, like quarters or whatever. Sure. Starts the first weekend in October and goes until the very last weekend in December. 
and it would be most likely Saturday nights starting at 11 p.m., so late night television. Wow. Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> and we And we'd, like, run commercials. I mean, we'd have it all. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a long road ahead, lots of work to do. But wow. <laughs> this is going to be a busy fucking year. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> oh know it. It's, I mean, we got two features. Let's, count, let's count all the projects. Okay. okay. So, reality TV show. Two features, possibly Gorilla Season 2. I know that that's being talked about right oh, now. Oh, yes, yes. Um, This, Late Night Boomin'. Late Night Boomin' on actual television. On actual television. <laughs> and Holy some short films sprinkled And some short throughout. films sprinkled throughout. Yes. Wow. We are some that's, busy boys in the year 2020, aren't that's we? That's insane. That's actually, honestly... Crazy, <laughs> and now you can't tell me that we're not going to get those nice cameras. <laughs> oh man, with the Sonys, you yeah, use the, yeah, we're getting honestly. the Sonys. Yeah, honestly, Easily. God, what the? F- this it's, is it, okay. It's literally like yesterday was my first day at the new job. Right? Yeah, yeah, tell everybody um, about this. Okay, so as you guys know, we were talking about this reality show thing, and on Friday, um. Actually, the literally the day that the last podcast aired, me and Jack had a little meeting, and we met with them, and you know we we're trying to talk about you know how we're gonna really we make this work. The podcast people about our this reality show project. We have okay. not like exclusively. We're signing NDAs tomorrow, so today's like the last chance that we really yeah, have yeah. to talk about it. Um, <laughs> which is fun. I had to make up the NDAs, by the way. That was one of the things that I did yesterday on my first day because yes. they didn't have NDAs ready. Yes. I wrote in a little fine print that they owe us ten grand if yep. they drop us. Yep. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell, if you're listening, he's joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I swear. He's not joking. Um, and then so basically, so yeah, I started. So on Friday, we're talking. And we're like, listen, we want to get paid, blah, blah. We were talking about getting paid. And what we left that meeting with, we kind of weren't happy with. So over the weekend, we did more discussing, you know, you know, it's like like sitting on the AirPods with with the in the conference call. Like, this is despicable. This is this an outrage. An outrage. We need to get a better. We need to negotiate. We OK, need to negotiate. so <laughs> we spent the weekend doing that. Yeah. And then um, I met with um I met with Mitchell and Sean on Monday. I was there for maybe fifteen minutes because something came up and I had to leave. Sean's a beast, um, isn't he? But but then they were like, okay, yeah, we think we're actually gonna hire you Cole full time because I'm not in school. Um and I'm not working on you know I, that's how it's it's perfect for me because one, I'm there to shoot the reality show if I need to. And then two I can help with the whole fruit truck situation. So basically I'm kind of like everywhere all the time. And then I also get to shoot the reality show and I'm really going to start focusing on that. I have, I've had a few ideas, you know, we can start going over, but it's like getting like really like serious, like with everything that's happening. I was updating my resume yesterday and I was like, my references 
are officially like actual like people yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like people that like are actually respectable in the field it's no like longer Mitchell like Olsen, sean beck yeah it's no and longer it used like to be scout leaders and stuff <laughs> mr ferguson like. <laughs> <laughs> mr ferguson well not not cramping on you mr ferg but, no, you know, no. but it, you know it's people that weren't related to the field that i was in at all i mean if anyone Don. has extensive movie knowledge it is mr ferguson Oh, for sure. Everybody knows that. Right, of course. Of course. But the only people, the only person that I had as a reference was Don McClear, who was my mentor for my senior project. And I've been riding on that to get fucking gas station jobs and stuff. That can't be appealing to be like, you know, you get a text from old Cole James Anderson like, hey, I, uh, I'm applying for a new job. I'm using you as a reference just letting you know. And he's like, oh, thanks. And then, you know, it's fucking gas station calls. And what, like, what is that? What is that about? Yeah, but that. now I'm actually working in the field that I want to. And it's super and it looks great on my resume. Like, this is the fucking job that like I've, I'm feeling good. You yeah. Know? The yeah. empire is rising. Yes. The fire rises. Everything this year is going so well. Imagine. I had like I had a bad day because you know I told you about the license thing. We talked about that on the podcast. Podcast. I've had every few bad days that I've had in the next couple of days. I come back immediately, even better. It's I great. mean, and this is kind of what we talked about on the podcast. You know the 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 roller coaster that is filmmaking. That's right. Can you imagine January first, twenty twenty one, twenty twenty in review. Holy crap, we it's have to do insane. that. We're gonna oh be my like, god, we have to start filming everything. We're going to be like, well, guess what? We made two feature films. We made a TV series that aired, aired on television. On t- 13 episodes. 13 episodes. Still in the works. And, and like, listen to this. as even cool part. He said that the reach that we'd be getting with Lana Boomin, uh-huh. over, over, like, this is an estimate. They don't know the actual number, but at least 300,000 homes. Across three different states. This is crazy. Isn't that insane? This is actually genuinely like insane. This is like, holy shit. I mean, shit. We're, we're, we're airing on the same station as Family Guy, How I Met Your Mother, um, yeah, Last gonna, Man people Standing. People are going to watch it. People are going to watch. People are going to watch. People are going to watch. They're going to watch. <laughs> That's oh, Speaking crazy. of that, Jerry Seinfeld's coming to Sioux City May 7th. Really? Yeah, I just had to throw it out there for a minute. Don't forget to buy your tickets. <laughs> You're welcome, Jerry. All right, Jerry, where's my where's, where's my, my check? Dough, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm honestly, I could not half of the stuff that you do. I'm like honestly like amazed by. I don't know how you land stuff like this. How do you do that? <laughs> well, you know what? I guess just. I would have never, ever, one, even tried to put together a movie like we did because it was so chaotic making that film and then making a live show and somehow making it work and now possibly be getting that aired on television. (laughs) Just keep getting more and more insane. It's crazy. Yeah. It's going to be a fun year. It's going to be a fun year. There's just so much stuff going on. I just don't want to get too distracted you know yeah we Uh, you know what's kind of good about this too is that like um so okay if you look at like our 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 past like i mean we're super busy with like adventure vlogs and then right into the movie um and then premiering that and then kind of i mean all through the summer with gorilla and all this stuff and then you know setting up for the first late night booming and then winter hits and it's just 
dead instantly. Mm-hmm. Like we have nothing for like two months. Mm-hmm. All, like last half of December. Are you saying that we'll actually have something to do in the summer? I yeah, like I'm saying like like last half of December and then January and February was just dead. You know, yeah, I mean we threw yeah. in another episode of Lane Boom, but whatever, right? And now it's like, okay, we have a reality TV show that might go national. We have a guaranteed local TV show that will be happening. And that's we, in the that's in the winter. That's in that's the winter. In quarter four. Yep, that we'll need to be getting ready for all year long. Um, we have two features that we need to be getting ready for. That we're shooting in the. Oh my god, we need to start. <laughs> we have our we YouTube do this really series. Soon. We have several short films. It's oh gonna my. be the year of content. Yeah, I need to start filming everything. I need to pick up like an extra external hard drive and just film as much behind the scenes stuff as possible. So then, when if you were gonna do year interview yeah. comes, if you were gonna do a, a documentary, this is the year to do this it. This is the year to do a documentary. <laughs> I need a document. Fucking everything. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so cool. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. So um, we're in the talks of uh, getting my camera, and I'm going to yes. slowly pay for it with the payroll, and then she can use it as a tax write-off, right? Yeah. So I'm, I can get it immediately, and then I'll slowly pay it off, um, which is good. We're going to talk about that tomorrow morning, and then when you, uh, you know, show up, we'll go over your stuff. So – that's really, really great. I was really hoping that Best Buy would have some in stock, but I looked on their website and it doesn't look like they do. The A6400? Yeah. You're going to love it. Such a, such a nice Have game. you used it a lot? Um, I've been using it quite a bit in photography class, yeah. and the more I use it, the more I love it. Yeah. It's, I mean, the more I learn how to use those kind of cameras, it easier it becomes, and it's... The quality is mint. Every time I get a new camera, I have to, like, just sit with it and just record everything. You know, the really good thing about this job is I'm working nine to five hours. And I used to have really, really bad, like, I want to say, like, sleep apnea issues. But I'm a night owl at heart. So I stay up. 2, 3 a.m. every single night. And now with this, you know, I got to be up at. Eight to you know get ready, make myself lunch, and then leave by eight thirty, so that I can get there on time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm actually getting up earlier, so that means on the weekends, if I can keep that same schedule, I can get up and shoot on shoot at golden hour, do some practice shooting. You know, I, I want to do a lot of test footage along with short films and stuff. This is so crazy how this is all lining up because Sunday night, um, I was in a Bible study at USF, and the topic was work ethic. And I we, we started talking and um, basically what what the the idea was was why we need work ethic and why it's so important to be productive. Right. And so I asked the question. I was like, you know, there's these classes that I don't really like. Uh, you know, I'm kind of kind of. I mean, through the whole winter, I mean, I was kind of just cruising. You know sure. what I mean? Just yeah. Nothing. Not a good kind of cruising either. Just kind of. You know what I mean? Sure. And so then what they what they talked about was making the most of every day and being productive with every day and using the most of our opportunities. And I was like, huh, I could be doing that. So the very next day, Monday, I woke up super early um, to go hit the gym with Tice. You know Tice. Of course. Yeah, of course. Tice. And so, and then the next day on Tuesday, I woke up early to do a Bible study. And then Wednesday, I woke up early to lift. Today, I woke up early for Bible study. And I kid you not, this has been a very productive week. And I'm sure you're feeling the same way. <laughs> exactly. I yeah. mean, because I think 
I mean, because I totally feel that. I mean, when you're like mm-hmm. staying up late, like I was staying up till two, three. I mean, yeah. waking up. Like, and like the know. thing is, like when I would be staying up late, I would be, I would be productive. Don't get me wrong, but it's that sleeping in that makes you feel like you're not getting anything. Exactly. Done, you know? Yeah. I feel like I would like to be awake most hours that the sun is out. You know, because then, well, mainly. Then free light for filming. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't have to pay for any, you know, you know, electricity exactly. to charge batteries. It's all there. And I think honestly, for you and me, for this summer, with all the things that we're going to be doing, getting up early should be a part of our lives for sure. Because I mean, we want to milk every day, uh, every second. And I mean, yeah. the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed, we exactly. will be working this summer. Exactly. I mean, whether yeah. it's in a job or on our films, yeah. I mean, it's going to be with uh, with literally. Every single project that we're juggling at this point, that's so insane. It's gonna be fun yeah. though. I gotta, I got, man, I really gotta. This is this is good motivation. I think this weekend I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get as far on my script as I can. I know that if I hammer it out, maybe two days I might be able to finish it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, honestly, what are your thoughts on this? When I was writing my script, I was like. Slick Trigger was kind of a, a different beast because I wrote that all just boom. It just came right, out, right? right? And then for Shoreline, I think we talked about this a little bit, but I want to kind of go deeper with this subject. Sure. So for Shoreline, I had I had several main ideas of the movie that I wanted. Yeah. So it, the process for writing the script took longer. It didn't all just come out at once. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times I found myself like wanting to wait for the right moment to writing the script. So I'd like put it off for days. Like, you know, like, oh, I'm not feeling like it. I'm not going to put it. But some days I just made myself write it. And I'm like, well, I can go back and edit it later. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Do you think that you should wait until you're absolutely ready? Or do you think you should just write it and then go back and edit? So I used to live by the whole I, – I used to like wait until like I felt like it, like I was in the right mood. Because when I am in the right mood, I could write for days. But I realized that forcing myself to write, doing that, eventually I do get picked up and I am like, yeah, I'm in a good, you know, workflow and stuff. Um, And I'm definitely I definitely, you know, write scripts the same way. I have like main ideas that I want to incorporate and it's just bridging those ideas, getting between them and, and creating stuff. So it's all it's all logically making sense. The biggest I'm literally like I I'm right I was writing reality bleeding and and I knew like I was I just finished one scene and I knew what the next scene was, but I'm like, how the fuck do I start it? But I know how to start it. But like how? Like, yeah. it's, it's such a complicated, like, like, I know what I want to do, but it's like. Execution. I, I was so drained at that point. It was probably pretty late at night, too. So that was just like, I, if I write anything right now, it's going to be trash. And it was like 4 a.m. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, sometimes I, it's like, I, I, li- I like what you said there about like, sometimes if you just do it then it puts you in the flow if you're not in the flow. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I have a big I, – I used to have – I used to have. I don't currently. Sometimes I do. But I used to have a big problem with procrastination. And, you know, it being 2020, it being a new year, I had, like, a lot of resolutions when I started. And I know I broke some of them, but I'm trying to keep on to some of them. You know, you slip up some days, whatever. At some point this year, you know, I want to start going to the gym. I want to make myself more fit. Um, I'm trying to eat less and eat healthier. And then 
I always I did want to start, you know, going to bed sooner and waking up earlier. And I hadn't been doing that for a long time. And then, you know, perfect opportunity comes, you know, and now I'm working a job that is going to look great on a resume and I love doing it so far. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> That's what matters. Um, yeah. It's just like everything feels like it just lined up. Um, I couldn't be happier. It's when you texted that, that, <laughs> that this morning to the group chat, with the, the the thirteen episodes possibly, you know, and blah blah blah. I was like, I was sitting at my desk because I have a cubicle now, right? Yeah, That's how professional you're, I am. I have a cubicle. Just instant Wolf of Wall Street over here. I pull up my phone and I'm like, <gasps> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm. I, I we can actually tie this into one of the very first episodes. Remember how you said you were making a documentary? You were possibly going. It was just an idea to make a documentary about. Your faith mm-hmm. and your journey into faith. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually kind of interesting because I just kind of give you a little rundown um, of what my faith has been going through. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of play this out, you guys can now seen the character arcs through the podcast. Of course. Right? So when I talked about the winter being really slow, right, my faith was kind of like, Honestly, I was not, like, thinking about God, and I was not, like, thinking about my faith or, like, I was really just kind of really focusing on my future and, like, what I wanted to do. And I was like, oh, man, like, really stressing out about it. Mm-hmm. And so all winter was just a drag. Like, I was That's not, the worst part about, like, winter, oh, too, is because you just you overthink when oh, you have nothing to do exactly, about it. Exactly, yeah. Know? And so it's overanalyzing everything. I wasn't really thinking about God. I mean, I was trying to, but I wasn't really um, – but then, really, right at the end here of February, kind of halfway through, and and nothing really happened all winter long. But then, right, kind of halfway through February, I really started, like, I was just like, I need God back in my life because, like, anytime He is in my life, it just goes so much better. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it has been, like, for the past couple of years. And now, like, we've kind of reached a slow point. And I was like, well, what's going wrong? So I started hitting up these Bible studies more and really getting in the Word more and. I mean, almost within the span of a week, look at how everything's turned around. Mm-hmm. I mean, this opportunity came up. Um, you and me are now both getting up early, being way more productive. We have a show possibly airing on TV. Yeah. Things just look better. My mental health is is a lot better than it was, too. Same. Yeah. Same, because I was not, I mean, I just felt like crap all winter I long. St- oh, stressed. Just oh, constant stress. Same. Because you're thinking about stuff that, you know, at the time you have no control over. And, you you, and you're trying, yes, exactly. And you're like worried. You feel stressed when you're busy, but you feel stre- even more stressed. But it's like a good stress. Yeah. It's like a healthy stress. You're like, okay, yeah, I'm stressed. But then you feel even more stressed when you're not busy because you're like, what should I be doing? Right. I don't know. Like, I bet you probably get that feeling. Like, I'm like. Oh, I'm not working on anything right now that could like get me into <laughs> the beginning industry. of this year. I'm beginning like, of this year, okay. Slick Trigger behind the scenes came out, and I'm like, I'm like, yes, this was really good. I worked on it for a really long time. I worked on that thing for, I want to say, I could, almost a year and a half. I worked on that thing for a long ass time, and it is the best thing that I've made, no doubt about it. But beginning of January hits, and I felt dead. I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, I don't have to upload. But I want to be making something. I feel absolute. I feel like I'm just not like 
I don't know how to put it. I don't feel like I exist if I'm not doing something to motivate and like yes. create or something. I just feel like yes. I just feel like I'm just there. I've and I feel the exact same way. Like I knew I wanted to do something. I knew, I even knew things I wanted to do, but I just couldn't do them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the dead of winter, and then I mean it was just an awful time. Like I was like, <laughs> what what can I be doing? And then I mean, suddenly now look, yeah. things just instantly turn around and. I don't know. It's just crazy. Yeah, and we're not even necessarily like filming stuff, but and we're we're planning. And you know, in the in the winter in January, you know, I I was planning, but it's actually like putting in effort that makes it feel worth it. You know, when I actually was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna start writing the film." I was like, I was like, screw it, screw like the whole short film idea, concept short film, whatever. I'm just, I'm just gonna make the fucking movie, and that's just, I just wanted to do that so bad. I was like, I can't keep re-editing the same script, the same short film script that's 15 pages long, over and over and over. I think it went through eight rewrites, or not eight rewrites, like eight drafts, and I was like. I might as well be editing the fucking movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. So once I started doing that, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm getting into a nice groove of it. And then, and then you know, the Late Night Boom and Episode 2 came up or show number two came up. And I was like, okay, this is another thing I can work on. And then the reality show came up. And I was like, oh, great, another opportunity. Now I'm working full time in a job that actually, honestly, with my job, I feel like – um, if it's like a lull kind of day with what I do, I feel like I could, you know, write a script or edit and it doesn't have to be related to that job specifically. And mm-hmm. like, like I am like, you cannot find a single person on the planet that hates waking up and mornings as much as I do. Like, I don't know. Have you met me? Uh, You've like, never seen me in the morning wake up. <laughs> like, we've never done a sleepover no, or haven't. anything, so we don't know what each other are like. You don't want to. You don't want to meet me <laughs> within the three deep. hours of me waking up. <laughs> no, like honestly, and but but here's the thing. After that talk on Sunday about being productive and getting up early Monday morning, getting a lift in, and then starting my day, mm-hmm. I felt How more... How did you wake up on Monday? Oh, I woke up at 7. Oh, nice. 7. Nice. And I used to wake up at 7 every single day in high school to get... I mean, that was like my thing. I woke up at 7. Of course, you just, yeah. yeah. And, but then, I mean, college hits and I wake... I like used to wake up at like 9.30 for my 10 o'clock class and like 8.30 for my 9 o'clock class, like whatever... But getting up early and getting something done right away in the morning just sets you at a good pace for the day. You know, we always talk about like yeah. pacing in our films. I think our days have a certain pacing too. Yeah. You know what I mean? If we can just get in a groove and get things going, you just keep the rhythm going. Maybe sneaking a nap in there. That's fine. Yeah. A little rest, recharge, and keep it going. You know what I mean? Stay busy. Stay busy. Because, yeah. you know, for me, it's when I feel – when I'm when I have nothing to do, that's when I feel. That's when, you know, the stress yes. and the overthinking happens. And that was all winter. It was all winter. I watched 1917 recently. Holy crap. That's a great Great film. Like. All shot, shot like it's like one shot, right? Yeah. Very, very similar to our situation. You know, that movie, that movie has great pacing and it's a one shot. And, and – our lives, we live our entire life 
in basically a one-shot style. Every day is one shot unless you take a nap or something, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and, it, you know, you want to have good pacing because if you're watching a movie and a character's doing stuff, it's great, and then they just sit down and they do nothing, you're going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? <laughs> we're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Do something. And we, we try to tell that to ourselves, but we don't. And now I'm starting to realize my life is like a movie. My life is like 1917. And if it's if the audience is getting bored, I'm getting bored. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great perspective. It's all a retrospective about, yeah. about how my life is a film. And <laughs> I bet Tarantino's watching us right now. He's like, he's like, oh god, the dialogue right, here is right trash. Right <laughs> the dialogue, here. definitely not my kind of film. No, <laughs> start shooting each other or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is oh, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. I feel like every week, every week of that podcast is just us. It's like the the we should just rename the podcast update. Yeah, because <laughs> all we talk Another about is like because like <laughs> listen, if we would have done this podcast a year ago, it would not be as interesting as it has been with all the developments being made. This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Like literally, we don't even talk about like topics. We're just like, yeah, we got this. No, yeah, you know, this we is, got, we're gonna get on TV. Yeah, and, we and, started <laughs> off like there's like hot takes and like <laughs> topics. They were gonna be talking about, but now it's just like, now it's dude, just, this week was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> literally every week is topping the last one, and then slick trigger in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> slick, slick triggers in there somewhere. Yeah. In one of these days. One of these, one of these days. days. But I, I'm really excited. There's there's a lot, you know. There's a lot happening. It feels good when we're on the cusp yeah. of something big. You know what I mean? And you know, this this podcast was was another one of those perfect projects because it was something, you know, to work on in our free time. Exactly. I have still, something to post every week. I still can't believe we've been doing this for 13 weeks. 13 weeks. Yeah. That's I feel crazy. like episode 20 is coming up really fast. Yeah, yeah. It is. I mean. We got to have something big for episode 20. Oh, yeah. What should we do? Excuse my stomach. I don't know. <laughs> I, was, I made like a crocodile sound. Maybe we do it in a musical style. A musical? <laughs> Maybe we have some musical guests or something. Um, you know, I was thinking I want some like I want some like original music for um my films, and I was gonna, you know, use some of Brock's old stuff and some of Ology's old stuff and some of your dad's old stuff, and then I was kind of like. I think I just want one song from each artist that is especially made. Brock already made one for the film, which is great. Got that out of the way. I'm going to have Ology make a song called Reality because Brock's song that he made is called Bleeding. And then I'm going to ask your dad to make a song called One Bad Day. I'm going to be like, listen, I want you to make me a song. The title is One Bad Day. That's all. That's it. <laughs> go, Go ham. I just wanted to be called One Bad Day. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, he, they are in the process of writing a new album. That's good. That's great. Mm -hmm. I should talk to I should meet up with him mm -hmm. and, and talk about that. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a lot. Of, Man, lots going on. Lots going on. It's fun time. I'm getting super busy now, too. Yeah. Like, it was, like, last week, you know, it's super easy to, you know, sit down and find time for to do the podcast. But now it's like, oh, I'm working nine to five. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, honestly, here's the thing. is like uh, a couple weeks ago, 
we felt like we were busy, but we really weren't. We probably really, yeah. I mean, well, we, we made ourselves, we tried to make ourselves right. busy, but now we're actually making ourselves busy. You know, like, we got stuff going yeah. now, you know what I mean? So what's the plan for Late Night Boomin' then? Like, is it, what are we going to, like, do for, like, when are we filming it? When is it? So, all right. A little sneak preview for those of you listening in. Um, March episode uh-huh. will feature... David Jones, okay. who owns several shoot, suit shops in Sioux Falls. Zach Dresch, who is a local comedian. And Scott Hoy. Three guests. Yeah. Well, okay, Zach Dresch won't be a guest. He's just going to do a little – he's going to do an act, like a okay. five-minute act. Okay. Um, and then Scott Hoy, who is um, from that commercial. That, I don't know if it's video games or what, but just stop. It was like a meme for like I, the longest I, time. I think I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. If you saw it, you'd, you'd remember. If I saw it, okay. But yeah, I mean, that went like national and stuff. And so, yeah, then we're, I mean. <sighs> so is that going to be the first episode of? Of okay. the 13, hopefully. Of the 13. Hopefully. If, if it goes well. If it goes if well, it goes yeah. well. So we're going to change up the format though, because how so, so we've been doing an hour long show, Uh but as of right now, this could change, but as of right now, it's looking like we're going to be getting a time slot on TV. That is 28 minutes and 30 seconds long. Totally doable. It's doable. Actually, you know what? That's great because what you should still go with the hour show and only use the parts that were best. Yes, I agree. I think that's a good idea. We should do that. Just still keep with the hour show. Keep the format because then you can change everything in the edit. Yeah. You know? We can fix it in post. We can fix it in post. You know, we always do. Classic. Okay, well, Jack's got to go soon, and I'm Jack's going to have a quick conversation with my father, so we're going to end it a little bit earlier than normal. We're actually going to cut to now a conversation that I'm going to have with a special guest, Ooh. perhaps my brother or someone else. Or Charlie. Or Charlie, someone, just to fill out the rest of the episode. (laughs) Thanks, Jack. I'm sorry that you had to leave early, but we'll see you next week for a full episode. All right, this is Jack Hammer out. Peace. Peace. Welcome back to the Small Small YouTube Channels Talk Podcast. Uh, Today, I'm here with my father. Hey there. His name is David. Yeah. Fun nice. little fact, his initials spell out my sister's nickname, which is something I always like to throw in small conversations here and there. And my initials also stand for a major federal agency. This is true. I only know that because I watch Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know my dad doesn't have a YouTube channel, and this is supposed to be like people with YouTube channels talking, but... Before we get into the topic that I know you wanted to talk about, I'm going to just straight up bring it up that my dad wants to do like a some sort of podcast or like a live show or something. And that would eventually, you know, result in him having uh, a YouTube channel. Why did I guess uh, what's your inspiration? I know he's Bob and Tom mainly, right? Mainly Bob and Tom, because Bob and Tom is been doing their radio show in the morning for, I swear to God, 40 plus years, I think. How long have you been listening? I remember, um, let's see, back in, this is 2020, so it would basically be back in uh, 2001, 2002, when I would drive back and forth to work at the time I... um, lived in Watertown for a short time, 
Watertown, South Dakota. That's where I was born. Yep. And uh, I was actually commuting between Watertown and Brookings, South Dakota uh, for work. It was for an internship at a call center. Um, and during my drive up and down in the morning, I'd listen to Bob and Tom the entire way. And that's how you discovered them? That's um, probably actually. Okay. Um, even though they did it for years and years and years before that, I don't know how long it took for them to actually become nationally syndicated. But once they... What does that mean, nationally syndicated? Nationally syndicated, basically, like, uh, I'm going to name a local radio station here. Uh, 104.7's got a local morning radio show. Right. Um, if the radio show goes extremely well and... Uh, they think that it works in other markets mm -hmm. around the country. They will actually, um, I believe what Bob and Tom do is they actually put it out live in the morning as it happens uh, nationally. Mm -hmm. In other words, there's a lot of other affiliates around the entire country that will play them uh, on their doing their thing. Oh, okay. It's kind of like what they do with like TV. Yeah, they're based out of like Indianapolis, Indiana. Sure, okay. So, basically, you know, I've listened to those guys forever and there isn't a whole lot of subjects that are uh not covered. They're they go full. They go they talk about everything. They literally talk can, about well, everything. Can they though? Because like censors, isn't there like censors? Well, you gotta to... be careful not to swear. Well, that's the great thing about like these kind of podcasts is you can talk about basically anything and still get on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> well, you don't have to swear to be intelligent. Well, I'm not. Well, actually. <laughs> I'm going to cut you off. There's a study done. People that swear more often have a bigger vocabulary than people who don't. I would, being as old as I am, debate that <laughs> because as I grew up, I didn't hardly hear anybody swear unless they were extremely mad about something. Mm -hmm. Like my brother, whenever he would work on a car. Sure. <laughs> but... Um, no, I mean, literally, uh, they, of course, base their show mainly on comedic stuff, which I love. Well, because they're all comedians, right? Well, they have a lot of comedians on all the time, mm -hmm. and they actually do have comedians that are actually part of the show regularly that go out and that'll do um, stand-up and stuff like that. So uh, it's just basically one of those things where, you know... Uh, Honestly, the world nowadays, there's so many subjects that need to be talked about that probably are, but maybe not enough. Mm -hmm. And then people also just really need to, to realize that, you know, with all the stuff that's going on, be it bad, be it uh, good, so-so, whatever, the best thing that's that or what's best for basically everybody is to be happy. True. Yeah. First and foremost, and honestly, probably the best way to start your day is to laugh in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I love that idea. There, 
that, you know, they're talking about things. They're talking about stupid things, mm -hmm. stupid stories, people that do stupid stuff, and people do stupid stuff all the time. <laughs> I hear stories. But um, you hear stories. You experience stories. Oh, well, yeah, both. But um, it, that's just one of those things. You know, it's, you know, you got to have fun in life. Life, as you get older, and I was, when I was young, I was extremely, extremely, um, I was introverted. I was all about me. Um, Christmas time happened. Mm -hmm. If I didn't get a gift that I like, I was mad the rest of the time. Mm -hmm. I was very selfish. Mm -hmm. I, like... Now, of course, being older, I don't like to get gifts. I would prefer not to get gifts because I still feel that guilt from when I was young. Mm -hmm. I love giving stuff to people. You know, it's and it's taken me a really, really long time to learn that life is not about things. It's about experiences, which is I kick myself in the butt all the time. That I didn't go to more rock concerts when I was young, mm -hmm. you know. But I'm getting out and I'm going to concerts and doing stuff now. So I mean, well, you nice. were you went to the didn't Kiss go on a final? Oh tour? yeah, who was it? Is Kiss, that, Kiss was is Kiss? end of the road tour. You went to that, right? Yep, I went to that. Was that, it the Premier Center? That was at the Premier Center in Sioux Falls. It was an awesome show. We recently uh, went to a hockey game at the Premier Center. It was yeah. freaking insane. There's like five fights. Well, that was that was just recently. That was like yeah, that was like last weekend. That was honestly probably the most bizarre <laughs> game that I've seen in the I'm last not couple a fan of years of hockey. Okay, but that was I was like genuinely like invested in like what was gonna happen next because I just felt the tension in the air. There's, like I knew something was gonna happen and something kept ha and stuff kept happening. Yeah, and you can see it, mm -hmm. and whether it's an elbow that somebody gets. Every now and then, then you see their knee-jerk reaction from it. I straight saw someone get socked in the face. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the guy that got socked in the face didn't think it was great. Well, but, we could debate that. <laughs> but, yeah, when when a fight starts behind the goal and then gets full-blown right in the center of the ice, that's a sight to see. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Okay, anyways, I'm sorry. We kept uh, jumping around. Let's talk about um, my dad works in information technology, which means IT. Um, so, you know, the guy, you know, when, you're compute, when you think your computer's being stupid, uh, the guy that tells you to restart it, <laughs> my dad works in that field. Um, like the IT crowd. Yes. I gr Growing up with a father in this profession, obviously, you know, well, since I – had an interest in it which helps um i learned to you know troubleshoot and i think it was mainly because i did have an interest in it so then you were basically being an it guy for like you know a toddler who was trying to use a computer so then you would teach me stuff you'd be like no you're doing that wrong try this and then you know you i learned from experience i think by the age of i want to say 12 i could like like you did. You told me that you used to just take apart your mom's 
was it your mom's computer and then put it try to put it back together before she came home i think you told me that once and i was i think i remember that and i and I would open up the home computer because when we lived in the apartment, like yes. very, very early days when we lived in the apartment, we had a family computer. Yeah, what you're talking about is like it was, that was just literally my first computer. Right. Like we're talking Windows 95. I remember uh, basically building a damn computer. took me six hours just to get the sound working. Really? Yeah. That was – That's crazy. Considering that was how like – it's like still kind of complicated, but it's much more like modular and like plug and play now. Like Everything you can build is a, so much simpler. You now. can build a computer in like an hour. I mean, I mean, I could like with how many you know. I've built two computers technically. If you, if you do the work ahead of time, right? And that's what matters. You know, yeah. most things nowadays you don't need all these extra parts because everything that's built in mm-hmm. is plenty good yeah, that yeah. you just need just what little added things nuances that you're going to be using and that's about it yeah you can get a motherboard and it has sound built in and wi-fi built in and and i remember for the longest time we had like sound cards that because i think those are just like relics of the past now because most motherboards have integrated sound you know yeah, and they even have stereo or surround sound exactly. built in anymore. Yeah, so the biggest reason for the sound cards was to have like sound, <laughs> surround well, like good sound. Sure, you know surround yeah. sound and stuff. But okay, anyways, I'm sorry, I keep getting off track. So I'm very knowledgeable because I grew up with that interest, and and he helped me. But unfortunately, there aren't a lot of people like that in the world. There are a lot of stupid people so how long have you been working in it has it been before i was born it's been well officially i would say i would say probably just after you were born okay in in 2001 so you'd have been you were a year old okay so you then must have a lot of stories of, or not even stories, but just experiences with really dumb, stupid people. It just depends on how many I can remember, sure. <laughs> quite frankly. Okay. I want, could you give maybe an example of like a story or something where, let's say something was just super obviously, like it was super obvious and they just, you know, like they couldn't figure it out or something like that. Aside from the whole, um, oh, here's a good thing, especially when you're a, a technician and you get a phone call, because um, obviously the first thing a technician does is answer people's phone calls for help, and uh, you ask them what's wrong with their computer, and they say, my computer's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that literally tells me absolutely nothing about what's going on. Before you continue, whenever I'm frustrated and I know it's me and not the computer, I'm like, computer stupid. I hate it. It's computer stupid. I accidentally, I was drinking my Mountain Dew today at my desk while I was working and I accidentally spilt some on my computer. I was like, stupid computer. Ugh. And then I had to get up and get towels and clean my computer off and you know disinfect it and stuff and i was like dumb computer because i I didn't want to get anything inside oh no it's fine 
It was. Yeah. It wasn't that much. But it was like for me, I do that if like I'm trying to defect, def, deflect blame. Other people, they're just stupid. They're well, stupid and not the computer. Well, computers aren't stupid. Computers are smart. Obvious, honestly, with the amount of people that are in the world, even though IT is like a big field, honestly, still 90 to 90 for 95 percent of the people out there only know how to turn a computer on mm -hmm. and move a mouse and mm -hmm. click. Mm -hmm. When it comes to pretty much anything else, they're absolutely clueless. I mean, we have members of our family that are like that, which obviously <laughs> it's because we fall in the very low percentage of the people that know anything, and then there's everybody else, mm. quite frankly. Yeah. It's, well, and the, the great thing about that, too, having that knowledge is that, um, well, you know, in the, in the event that someone needs to know something like that. You come in and look like a hero. Exactly. Jack is a very, um, he's, with filmmaking specifically, he focuses, like, on, like, a lot of the story and stuff, which I never did because I always focused on, like, the technical stuff, you know. I know everything about a camera inside and out. I know I know all the time, all the technical gizmo, resolution, and, and, and 8 bit versus 10 bit. And think blah, about blah, this. Blah. Basically, the differences between you two, if you think about it, is in the, in the PC world, is the difference between software, uh, like a programmer, and hardware. Like a, like a person that knows the, the technical sure. stuff, the specs, the networks, sure. blah, blah, blah. But in my case, but in with but with me and Jack, it's much more. I know the software and the hardware, and he knows the heart. Like, like he understands filmmaking probably more than me. But I understand all the technical shit. You know, like he's like I like, want like technically not supposed to say shit on the radio. <laughs> I just want to let that. It's an explicit. <laughs> it's an explicit podcast. It's a, it's labeled as explicit. Yeah, so he knows like more, much more of like the heart of it. Like he I always focused on like like the technical things, you know. I learned about resolution and and sound and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, you know when when we were having that conversation earlier and you asked him if the the lavaliers had had XLR ports, and he yeah. looked at me because he, he has, didn't know he, what you meant. He had no idea. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. He's yeah, he's a hundred percent like my better half in terms of this whole filmmaking thing. Because I would never go out and pursue a TV deal for a late night show. I would especially when the show is in its show. infancy. Right. Honestly, I, there there's been what. Two, three things two. you guys have. There's been two. We've yeah. done two shows. Yeah. So you guys are still, I mean, technically, you're really still figuring this out, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but, yeah, to have the initiative to go and do that. Mm -hmm. He's the big idea guy on the small details, dude. You know, that's that's basically like the best way of describing our relationship, you know. We works. wouldn't have ever made Slick Trigger because at that time I didn't feel confident in myself to just go out and make a movie. But he was like, 
screw it, let's do it. And he didn't even just think twice figure about it out it. along the way. Just figure it out along the way. And that's exactly what we did. And, and the whole uh, thing was a learning experience. Yeah. And you learned a ton from that movie. Honestly. Very, very true. And now we're making two more films. We're working on a reality show. And now we're possibly going to get our own late night show on public television. When 2020 is going to be a nutso year. <laughs> yeah, you can say that again. I guess it's also going to depend on how much my involvement is in a lot of this stuff, too. Right. And that, but. Because I'm doing, he's doing his, he's doing his, technically, this would be his sophomore effort at a feature film because it's his second film. And this year will be my freshman effort at a feature film. Even though I've technically made the documentary was kind of a feature, but it wasn't like it was a documentary. It wasn't a narrative film, you know? Right. Like there's still narrative to it, but it wasn't it wasn't crafted the same way that you make in like a movie. Well, a movie is a story. Right. You are just basically no, well, showing. Well, the documentary is a story too, but it's. Documentary is more laid out about how the story was made. It's it's not about the story itself, which is what the movie is about. I would say it's more or less how it's created, because when you make a narrative film, you're planning you're planning the entire story before you even shoot it. I was pl- I was putting the story together in the edit. That's way after we even started filming. You know, mm-hmm. narrative you do it before you film with a documentary. You're trying to find the story after you film. You're just trying to get as much because when I shot the documentary, I had 15. I had, I want to, I think it was over seven, 700 hours of footage. That is a crap ton of footage. Yeah. And a lot of it was just freaking just like unusable. Or it didn't have any relevancy to you. Like it was good footage, but it didn't have any relevancy to what I was trying to do. So I had to, I had to use the interview to kind of sort of mesh, you know, the story. And then I also used uh, scenes from the movie to kind of, you know, bring whole points together. It was, it's just Which like is a lot actually of, something you, that you do see on a. Right, a professional documentary. Right, and it's it's and it's my best project to date, no doubt. But I really, really, really want Reality Bleeding to be like my absolute best. I'm gonna shoot for feature films. I'm gonna have everybody in the cast like. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna like if if I can sell that film, which. Would is like the dream, obviously. If I can sell that film or find some way to distribute it, um, I would lose my mind. That'd be insane. Probably because, best thing at first would be like an independent film thing, right? You know, well, I want to do. Or I want to. I want to go to Sundance. I want to go to South by Southwest. Those are really, really big festivals. I'm gonna. I'm gonna submit to so many, and I. There's a really, really, really low chance that I'll even get in, but. You have to even you have to make the effort for it to even be possible, you know, and it has to be good. Yeah. And and with how and I'm planning it to be good. I'm also trying to find film. I'm also trying to find composers um, locally that would be interested in composing the film. 
Um, I'm gonna Brock's already made an original song, and I'm gonna ask Ology to make a, an original song, and Jack's dad's band are is also gonna make an original song for the film. Got a head start. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's it's no soundtrack, but you know. Uh, well, the thing is too is I really I I want the whole I want the whole soundtrack to be like completely original because I don't want to have to deal with copyright. There is one song that I really, really, really want to use, but I cannot figure out for the life of me how to license music. That's that's a another uh another can of worms altogether basically it's, it's rough i've it's yeah i don't even the, jack said that he found like some guy that said oh if you pay me 200 dollars, then i'll find out for you if you can even license it and it's like i'm not gonna waste 200 dollars to that, find out that i can't license it that is know? a total waste because i know we know people that know exactly so it's like you know it's just it's just looking in the right places so that's just the trying to keep everything original is like the biggest thing. I also have to avoid product placement. So I'm going to have to try to keep all logos out of the film, you know, which is really hard to do. Surprisingly, you wouldn't think that it is, but it is. Um, Depends on what, what uh, you're doing. Right. And how people are supposed to look. Well, and then the other thing is like, this is my first movie, right? And I was writing it completely unhinged, like full, like characters would swear, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then I realized, how am I going to be able to sell an R-rated film? No. Because there's a possibility, you, there, but it's but it's going to be a lot easier for me to sell a PG-13 film than an R film. It would be even easier for you to sell a PG film. Because quite frankly, I'm, I'm, there's no way that this movie is going to be PG. <laughs> but but it, then you need to change it because essentially when you a lot of the stuff that is submitted, I'm sure at these at these film festivals, it's got to be basically it's like a wide open slate. It It's not something that you have to be, you know, 18 to 21 to be able to see type of thing. Right, well, all the films are unrated, so it's not like there's not an age limit, you know, because to get to even get a film rated, it has to go through that. And, it, and it's not as much about the um, the language as it is the message you're trying to convey, because there's always more than there's instead of one way to say something, there's like 10 different ways to say something. It's just a matter of trying to find the right way that you make uh, that you get the most powerful message. Right. And like the thing is that makes it hard is I'm, you know, if, if PG 13 is going to be easier for me to sell than R or like, and I'm not going like, it's not actually rated that, but that's like what it would be if like, that's what I'd be aiming for. If it did got, did, 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 did get rated freaking stumbling over my words that's what I would be shooting for. It'd be a lot easier for me to sell that film, but to go completely PG, then I'd be completely giving up so much of the film. Like I would be completely restricting everything that I want to make because so or much what of this about film, PG 13. That's what I'm saying. PG 13. That's, that's the ideal. Like, like, like I'd have to give up some stuff, but it's still like, cause you're basically taking the, the young audience out. Right. 
But if I, but if I tried to go full PG, there'd be no way. I'm not making the film at that point. I can't make this film at PG. There's no way. Well, who's your focused audience? What age? My age. Or I'd is say there what age range? I'd say 16 to 24. 16 is probably too young for where you're pushing. You're probably looking more like 17, 18. Well, then it's an R-rated film. Because you have to be 17 to see an, R- an R-rated film. Yeah. So Life sucks sometimes, don't it? Yeah. Well, the thing is, Decisions. too, is like people have made R-rated films, you know. You know, you just you just go unhinged. And the, Jack's, I wish I was, <laughs> I wish I was like Jack because, you know, he wrote his film and it's like a thriller. And I, I don't feel like it's the language more so for my film. It's the content because his film that he wrote is pretty straightforward with what it's trying to say. It's like, like basically like, I don't, I can't talk about it but it's very straightforward my film is dealing with like much deeper subjects like like suicide depression guilt alcoholism drug abuse like well that a, a person would stuff. be able to take and get the message and messages for that in the interaction right in but, the within the conversations is where the messages come in but what play. i'm saying is the content of the film is also much more different because what the film is doing is it's getting inside of those characters' heads and it's displaying that. So like a, you're gonna see some some stuff that might be a little fucked up, you know, or 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 you know you're in. <laughs> I, I can't talk about this without spoiling it, and I'm trying really hard not to spoil it. It's just. Like that stuff needs to be shown is what I'm saying. And, and if I can't show it, it's not going to be the film that I want it to be. It's not going to be the film that it's supposed to be. In the end, obviously, you need to make sure that it's what you want, that it turns out how you want it. You know, I would definitely say give it a second look, even a third look, have somebody else look at it. Well, I'm still writing it. Oh, well, then as you're writing, maybe take and have, I don't want to say a co-writer, but a co-editor. Whereas, like, you could have somebody come in and basically tell them, okay, this is the conversation I'm putting down. This is the message I'm trying to convey. Like a consultant? Yeah. Like a script consultant? And say, say, this is the message that I'm trying to convey. I want you to read this conversation. Yeah, that's how we did it with Jax. And tell me, you know, is it straightforward? Is it it coming through at all? He wrote his whole film. He wrote his whole film, and, and we sat down. It was like, Jack, it was me, Trevor, and then Eddie. And we sat down, and we just... We read it and we talked about it. He talked about what he was trying to do with it. We talked about whether it kind of succeeded. Um, if we didn't understand something, he'd try to translate it. I know. I know. And, yeah. Uh, okay, we're a little bit past an hour. Thank you guys uh, for listening to the podcast. Uh, Jack will be here for the full hour next week. Give a round of applause. Give a silent round of applause for my father. Yeah, it was fun. I just wish we could have did more because I wanted to uh, take and throw something out there for the uh, show that I want to do because I want to do 
kind of uh well when we know what's going on show. when we know what's going on I'll plug it I'll plug it for you do like a local show you know we're going to talk about the news we're going to talk a lot about stupid people holy crap <laughs> and it's not just one party yeah, this is true. <laughs> and we're not just talking, you know, We don't politics, like to get political on this podcast. We rarely get political. But quite frankly, on your podcast, you might not get political. No holds barred on mine. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> well, when we know that that's coming out or where it's going to, uh, I'll plug it. Um, check out Jack on his social media. It's Late Night Boomin', Dorm Boomin', and The Cheese Puffs. Those are his YouTubes and his Instagrams. Check out mine, Anderson Visuals, CJA Visuals, Cole James Ann. That's YouTube. That's Instagram. That's Twitter. That's all the places. When the show is going up for my father, I'll plug it. Thank you for listening to the Small Small YouTube Channel's Talk Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Small Small YouTube Channels Talk Podcast with Cole James Anderson and Jack Unruh. And don't forget, new episodes every Friday.